go. So if you don't mind just pressing, think that it's okay that we're recording. Those of you. If you could mute your background, please, everybody mute. So we don't have the background noise. That'd be great. I am going to ask all of you to participate as usual. Uh, this is Burgess Power Hour. We just got off of our uh, our six day retreat at Mastery, uh, that which is our advanced, 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 advanced level of uh, classes. And Lorraine's going like this because she just got back from it, <laughs> and so I'm just recuperating from it. But hey, we're here. So welcome to Burgess Power Hour. We're going to be talking about um, bridging our differences for unity. I feel like that might be a good topic for what's going on in a lot of the places in the world, and you're maybe in your world, and also outside of your sphere, perhaps, as well. So welcome, Julia. Thank you for being here, honey. And I'm glad uh, those of you who've registered, you'll get the, you'll get the recording, because tonight's going to be a little different. Those of you who have ever done uh, the power hours, I like to do experiential things. You certainly could write things down and I usually have you tap into some subconscious things around that topic. Um, tonight, we're gonna do a meditation around this because um, I feel like that might, it, it just felt appropriate that we do a little meditation around it. So I'm not gonna be doing digging in your subconscious as much, but we are gonna have conversations, okay? So I definitely wanna have participation um, but why, right now, if you don't mind muting, that would be great. And then you can unmute for um, any questions or conversations that we have for sure. So, oh goodness. Yeah, like I said, I'm recuperating from our mastery program. That was intense uh, this week. And I was just telling Bob, we are doing our high vibes on the high seas in October of next year. Uh, going to be our cruise for Essence of Being. We're going to be doing some high vibe consciousness on the ocean. So we'll be going to Dominican Republic, San Juan, and St. Martin, I believe. So uh, look for that on our essenceofbeing.com site. Uh, we'll be having a page up pretty soon about it so that we invite you to come. And you don't have to be an Essence of Being graduate to come to that. Anybody can come. And uh, not everybody has to come to the sessions that we're going to be having throughout the week, but it's going to be pretty much uh, playing, <laughs> embracing high consciousness on the high seas. Okay. So it'll be a lot of fun for sure. And we're going to do some beautiful work together and play together because I like playing. But tonight we are going to be talking about bridging our differences for unity. So um, yeah. Maybe you've got some family, and I figured this might work too because we're about to have Thanksgiving and holidays, and you're seeing family and maybe friends, and maybe you have some differences of opinion. Maybe the conversations can be kind of a little quirky, perhaps. Um, but um, you know, do do you ever ask yourself, do my do, does my family ever hear me? Do they understand me? Do I understand them? Do they have the same opinions as I do? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's nodding. Yeah. Lorraine, did you want to say something? Well, it's interesting you're saying um, about the opinions and the voice, but how about when you um, have energetically just totally out of alignment? Yeah. How do you stay in the same room without, you know, um, yeah. 
blowing up. Yes. So now I'm going to give you some tools tonight. So what the plan is to kind of give you some distinctions about compromise and about bridging your, what, what is unity? You know, what does that mean? Um, and coming to resolution, if you have different opinions, giving you some distinctions about that, and then doing this meditation that you'll have in your recordings, so you can download it and have it always that might help you. It's a 10 minute meditation. Okay. And then I'm going to give you some tools on things to remember if things come up during the holidays or anytime where you feel like people aren't understanding you or the opinions of what they have to say doesn't jive with you or even energetically. So uh, how can we hear each other and how can we unite again? Because what's going on in the world right now is a macrocosm. There's, it's a macrocosm perhaps about people not being able to sit in the same room or sit in the same country or sit in the same experience to be able to talk to each other, to be able to have unity. Um, and then there's the microcosm that's within our own little orbit that we have in our families and in our relationships and in our work and our business. So sometimes you might say, why aren't people listening to me? Or sometimes you might say, why aren't they, why don't they listen? They know I'm right. I'm right and they're wrong. Maybe you've said that before. Um, so we're going to share a little bit after this meditation about that, but I just wanted to kind of give you a heads up about how it's going to go. It's a little different than we normally do. Okay. All right. Um, so I call this basically, how can we fly together? You know, how do we fly together? Divided we cry. How can we fly and unite instead of divide and be divisive and have a lot of pain and just don't want to talk to just talk to the hand? How do, how do we manage that in this world right now? And I think some people may have forgotten that we're all one people. That uh, we're all connected. And, you know, at times what we say and do may affect everybody around us and everything around us, even if you don't think so. You do have an effect and an impact. So I feel like this isolation that perhaps people have been coming out of, or maybe they still are still not quite sure because of the pandemic and all the things that have happened, just being able to not be with people and then going back into the world and now being with people. And I even saw a sign that says, "There's what's wrong with the world is there's just too many people. There's just too many people here. I can't talk to so many people. It's some of us may feel like it's easier to go into our own corners. You know, I'll just go into my corner. I'm just going to go to my corner. You have your opinion. I'll have mine. You have your life. I'll have my life. I'll have my opinion and never the twain shall meet. There's been a lot of breakups. There's been a lot of divorces and God forbid there's been people just exiting left and right, going through the veil, just leaving the planet. So, you know, sometimes I feel like it's easier to be anonymous with the social media now and all the different things that are going on in the world and how to communicate. It can divide us. And it's not necessarily just the politics. It can be a lot of things. Maybe many of you are struggling. Maybe you're just trying to figure out how to get it all to work out. And how do I have a voice? And how can I express my truth while still creating harmony if people don't dis if people disagree with me? How do I spread my goodwill? 
because most of us that are drawn to these power hours, I'm guessing, are light workers, or as you as you know, I like to call us light players, right? We're light players. And whether you understand that or know that or believe that, I feel like you really are, that we are coming together because we all want to make a difference in the world. But you see, not everything's black and white, is it? I mean, I'm an extreme person. I'm kind of a black and white kind of kind of gal myself. Uh, but I'm learning how to live in the gray. And I want to invite us all to try to figure that out. How can I? It's not about Republican or Democrat, right or wrong, physical or non-physical. It's about people say, well, let's compromise. Let's just have a compromising discussion. How can we compromise? Perhaps that's true, but just ask yourself, am I compromising? And what does that feel like to compromise? So I want to give you a distinction around that. We don't necessarily have to compromise. We can listen to each other and have empathy for other people's opinions. My suggestion is that we should be able to tell our truth, of course. I feel like it's, I'm intending for us to really get clarity about telling our truth with compassion. Because everybody wants to be heard, right? You want to be heard. So the thing is, can we be heard? And can we tell our truth with compassion without giving up our own beliefs? How can we create synergy? And those of you who have done Essence of Being, you know I'm big on synergy, which is the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. One plus one equals three. That means that you can have your view and someone else can have another view. And can the two views be entirely different? And can you still create harmony on it? Can you? So no one has to agree to something they, they can't swallow, right? If you if you really don't agree with the person, it's it doesn't feel right to, to say, yeah, you're right, if you really don't believe that. I mean, that's not staying at integrity is with yourself. So no one has, to, how about this? Let me throw this out at you. No one has to be right. <laughs> No, what if nobody has to, no one, uh, not everybody has to be right. Or could it be a crazy thought that everybody's right? And no one has to win or lose. Does it have to be that way? Is it a win or lose world or, you know, is it a right, wrong world? So maybe what can we do? Can we come to perhaps a consensus? Let me give you that distinction about finding a resolution to bridge our difference as opposed to compromising. Because if you compromise, think about it, sometimes that feels like you're giving in, right? It feels like you're giving in and then it feels like, well, I'll leave it open for you to owe me. So if I compromise with you, if I if I say, okay, I'll compromise, but you owe me next time. Next time I'll agree with you, but you, you owe me. There's strings attached sometimes with when you compromise. Does that ever happen? Do you ever feel that way sometimes with a compromise? Yeah, it's like, yeah, hey, listen, I went with you. Now it's my, you go with me this time, right? There's tip for tap. I'll agree, but it's my turn next time. So consensus is a little different. Consensus, part of this distinction is when you come to a resolution or you come to a consensus, it's not that you're agreeing to 
it's not a, you're agreeing about a, a, another person's opinion. It's about you're agreeing to support the decision. You're agreeing to support that you have differences of opinion. I think some people say, can we agree that we disagree? That's the, a lot of people say it that way. Okay. But you can, without having to feel like you have to pull somebody over to your side and they have to pull you over to their side so that somebody has to be right and somebody has to be wrong. So a consensus can bring about a whole other way of feeling about it and looking at it as opposed to compromise. Like I said, it can feel differently because you feel like you've got to give in if you're compromising. And it feels perhaps like you're not even being heard. So I just wanted to give you that distinction or that different opinion about that. So don't hold on to it. If you disagree with somebody and you're triggered by that, or if they're triggered by you, you don't have to hold on to it. You can refocus your attention. Believe me, I'm going to give you some tools at the end of the call here about the, how to do that. But if you refocus your attention and say, you know what? I choose to believe the highest good for all concerned. You can't go wrong saying that. That's one of my favorite phrases. I choose to believe the highest good for all concerned. And I always say that highest good for all concerned, especially when there's a lot of dysfunction around or controversy or conflict. Just say, you know what? I choose to create something. You can either say, I choose to um, pray for the highest good for all concerned or I, or I choose to think about the highest good for all concerned. I choose to create something uh, this or something better. That's another one I say. I choose to have this or something better. So what you're doing is you're kind of rising above the controversy. You're becoming an eagle. So you're flying you're flying around like an eagle. You're seeing an eagle's eye point of view. You're flying above and just observing and saying, you know what? I choose. I'm not going to get mired down in that muck and the mire and all the stuff that could be right or wrong about it. And I choose to come to come to a resolution because I I want to create synergy. And it's good to have a difference of opinion. It'd be pretty boring, wouldn't it? If we all thought and believed and did exactly the same thing, looked the same way. So I agree to create consensus. That's what you can say. Which means that we are supporting the decisions that each other has or the opinions. They may not be the same, but I'll support you in your opinion and that's your opinion. Does that feel different? Yes or no? Yes, okay. It feels a little different than having to get sucked into who's right and who's wrong. Because if you try to convince people that you're right or that they're wrong, it can become a really a, 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 an entanglement of righteousness, okay? You can become very righteous. And I'll get into that in just a minute about what that might mean. But it's very confrontational and it doesn't make anybody feel good. 
So a little bit more I want to share about the differences. I'll give you a couple of distinctions. Another distinction I want to give you is what's the difference between united unity and duality? We want to be united. What does that mean? So duality is the opposite of unity. Is that true? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so for instance, let me give you an example. We live in a dual world still at times. There's the Republicans and the Democrats. There's people of color. There's people of not color. There's men. There's women. There's the have and the have-nots. There's the physical and the non-physical. So those are that is a duality type of observation. And when you look at it from that point of view, it all seems separate from one another from time to time. So it can feel separate. So I feel the way that toward unity, I feel that realizing that humanity is on a traje trajectory of embracing all of it. Because we are coming into this great awakening. And whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it universal consciousness, God, universal source, divine guidance, whatever that is, it's another way of creating unity because we're all just kind of readjusting. We're trying to figure all this out. So all of these differences that we have and that sometimes we get really exacerbated by all the differences and the isolation and the fear and the war and the politics, the pandemic and the whatever. And we're coming up for out of this darkness into the light. And that's how I feel is that, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming out of the darkness, coming into the light. And how to do that perhaps is to embrace all of it. I'm not here to try to say uh, how to create peace in the Middle East, but I kind of think we know, for instance, and peace within your own heart, duality and unity within your own heart and your own home and your own communication and your own family. How do we do that? Oh, well, for me, it's embracing the, in order for us to release the duality, and keep it, keep a wedge between us is to embrace all of it. What if we're all right? What if there is, what if you're right and I'm right and we both have these opinions about what's right? But the thing is, I want to ask you, so ask you is what are you focusing on? What are you focusing on the light or the darkness? So there's this period as you cross through that boundary. If you are a black and white person and you move from black and you're starting to move to the white, okay, and or vice versa, somewhere in the middle there's gray. And it's a combination of both. So it can be uncomfortable when you're when you're doing that. It can be very scary because we don't sense that normal color of dark and light divisions so it could be it could feel maybe i'm not let me try to make more sense of it it's kind of like you're saying 
wait a minute, this feels different. I don't want to go there. I don't want to stay white. I don't want to stay black. I don't want to go to the gray. I don't want to go to the other side. I don't want to move toward that. What does that mean? But this whole process of moving towards something together, maybe you're on opposite ends. If you move towards something, if you move towards something together, those of you who have done Essence of Being, you understand what I've mentioned about before. There's this perturbation time. There's this feeling that things are going to just shake up and you start shaking and it's very uncomfortable. I don't know how this is going to feel. This, I'm right, you're wrong. But if you move toward the center, perhaps, or move toward the gray for a little bit, have a little empathy for what's going on on the person's feelings or their beliefs or their opinions, okay? If we could move toward that gray, there's this perturbation thing that happens. It's a generalized principle, by the way. Prigogine developed it. It's like a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Right before it does that, it starts shaking and it turns into a more complex organism. So it can feel very uncomfortable. It's like the water, when you boil water, it's a certain element. And then you boil it and it starts to perturbate. If you look at it kind of dancing on the stove, that's called perturbation. And when that happens, right before that, it starts dancing, then it turns to steam. And it's a totally different organism. It changes. It's completely so it can feel strange for a little while when you are allowing yourself to just not be so rigid that you're right and they're wrong. Is this making any sense? Yes. That any, part. any questions about that part first? Yes. Kylie has her hand raised. Oh, hi, Birch. Hi. I love seeing your face. You're awesome. <laughs> Um, I was really excited to get on this uh, call because um, I, I'm the kind of person where I don't watch the news I, because it's like my policy is like I if I can't go out and fix it, I'm just not going to involve myself. So my the question I want to ask you, um, and I and I usually don't get riled up about like anything political or anything like that, but with obviously like the war going on and everything, um, what tr triggered me recently was making the fatal mistake of going on Instagram and just like checking on some celebrities comment sections and people are ripping these people a new ass. It's like, and, and it's one of those things where it's, I can, I think that it's completely unfair to hold to, to say, Oh, if you don't say anything, you know, then you're, then you're, you know, for mass, like, you know, a genocide. And then if you do say something, then you're not on our side. And that's like, I feel like people put people in traps um, it, it seems very narcissistic and it's like what it's and, and the reason why I'm personally affected by this um, is because, you know, I'm in a position where I'm actually now putting about to put myself out there on a very wide scale like I, I, I've been talking about with you. And it's like, you know, I know I'm going to experience that at some point. So it's like it just it seems very unfair, you know, um, well, that people are saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. When you put your, so here's the fear, by the way, this isn't the topic tonight, but here's the fear about playing big. Okay. Or about putting your, your energy out there and, and having standing and saying, this is what I believe. This is what I feel. This is what I'm doing. There's always going to be some type of energy that could try to a pull you down perhaps, or disagree with you perhaps. 
or you're putting yourself out there to be looked at and to be judged for whatever the res whatever the mirror is for them that they don't want to see or that that it triggers in them right and they just don't know any different it can do that and that keeps people playing small because they don't want that judgment they don't want to have to justify their position and they don't want to necessarily um have somebody rip them in their ass like you say right so i there's a fear around that too about putting yourself out there the bigger they are the harder they fall right it's that whole i don't want to be seen i'll just play a i'll play below the radar i'll just play below the radar so that i don't get in trouble or that people um if they disagree with me it won't matter mm -hmm. so I'm just going to just throw that out there for you to chew on about, you know. Oh, I know. Out. I've been contemplating it for a long time. I'm highly <laughs> aware of all this. And, and it just happens that, you know, and it's like I go in these people's comment section, 50,000 comments on one photo for one celebrity. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, well, they're, they're like, like their one post is going to stop crazy people. On I know. Any part well, of the world. Well, it is. And the thing about here's the thing about engaging, you know, for me. If we're talking about it, but telling our truth with compassion, that's the piece that can be missing from people. They don't know that they think if I scream louder or loudest or, mm -hmm. you know, be the bullhorn, that that's how it's going to change people's decisions and change people's opinions. And that's not necessarily so, because as you know, with communication, and I'm going to get to the tools on how to be a conscious communicator in that respect, but mm -hmm that can really, they just don't know what they don't know. And a lot of people to be heard in their life when they were growing up, they had to scream or they just shut up and they're silent and there's no in between. And to, to bully somebody, to tell them that they're wrong in a way that, um, you know, is it, it's detrimental. I mean, of course, it's not going to change anybody's mind and that people are very passionate. I get that. People are very passionate about how they feel and what they believe. And there's a way to experience that and communicate that, I think, from a, a conscious way where it's not, it's telling it with compassion, telling the truth. And people just don't know what they don't know, Kylie. That is why we do what we do in the world with Essence of Being and all of this, um, the way that we show up as conscious leaders is we have to demonstrate to people how to do it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so I know you're contemplating and you're thinking, but let me get to uh, a little bit more of this and maybe that will help. But does this, uh, I know you've been contemplating how to play big in the world. and I, I'm over that mostly. Like, honestly, that doesn't bother me anymore. It's just this specific thing. And like I said, because I know you have to continue the call. My main thing is I have the right to be neutral. And people are making people feel like, oh my God, you're, you know, like if you don't support this group, then you're anti this and you're anti that. And it's like, right. it, like about, you know. How about if you say I support everyone? They don't like that either. They, people, they, these are the problem. most. That's ugh, their problem. If you the say, most narcissistic I, group we live I, in. You know, I have to say, you know, with Essence of Being, I mean, I have people, thousands of people all around the world, all different religions, all different aspects and all different belief systems. And I have to be Switzerland. So I, mm -hmm. I choose to be neutral in that I embrace all of it. I feel like everybody has the right to speak and everybody has the right to their own opinion. And we have the right to be able to communicate enough with each other so that we can, like I said, what I'm trying to share with everyone is 
coming to consensus or a resolution so that we don't feel left out or not heard and that we can have empathy with each other and to create unity in that way and embrace it all. So I'm just trying, you know, and that's how I do it is through neutrality. And I can see everybody's opinions about how it feels for them. And so what if there's no, what if everybody's right? Mm -hmm. You know, how can we live that way? So that's kind of how yeah. I set myself up. If you notice, I don't post those. I don't post those things. And yeah. don't get me started about social media. Okay. So the other <laughs> thing, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. We can have a whole discussion about that. And Rose, yeah. I see your hand up, but hold on one second, okay? Um, so what happens is there's a storm going on. And so I, I, I want to relate it to the hurricane and the storm. So what happens during a storm, it actually has a function. While you're in that storm, nobody likes the storm. Dorothy didn't like it. She didn't like the tornado. But the tornado, what did it do? It landed her in Oz. And of course, she realized eventually it was all within herself the whole time. So it's okay to understand that the hurricane and the tornadoes and all the things in the storm it actually sprouts growth. It actually has a purpose. So if you're holding your shape as a light worker or a light player, I say, as a conscious leader, that's what we're working toward. And our global community is this conscious leadership. So it's up to us as the light to demonstrate, to hold our shape of higher consciousness while observing the discomfort of others and they move in and out of their comfort zones. Can we do that? Can we observe? Can we observe while watching everybody else go through what they're going through and say, I I'm asking all of us right now to rise above the pain and the fear and having to be right in order to create a gray, a new normal, because we are divine in our masculine feminine together. We are moving into a new humanity toward a new earth, a new integrated consciousness. So from that eagle's eye point of view, you want to ask yourself, what am I focusing on? What's working or what's not working? You know, the media, our parents, our family, our friends, our bosses, our employees, maybe they're telling us that things aren't working. I know the media does for sure. No matter what you're watching or social media, but you know what we're focusing on things that are working or not working, where your attention goes, your power goes. I'm going to say that again, where your attention goes, your power goes. Just like I say all the time, what you focus on expands, right? So just ask yourself, am I reacting to people with their differences or am I responding? So I'm going to give you a choice. You can either react or respond. And those of you who, like I said, have done Essence of Being, you know how I hone in on that personal responsibility. Meaning to not go below the line when you blame other people or shame yourself or make excuses or justify what you're doing is you're going below the line. You're giving your power away and nothing changes. It just makes you feel bad. Or it might make you feel really like you're right. I'm right, you're wrong. But it wastes time because there's no personal responsibility sometimes. 
when you're doing that, when you're reacting. Anything below the line is a reaction. Shaming, blaming, justifying. So taking responsibility for your own thoughts and your own beliefs and your own actions, not for anybody else, but for yourself, you're responsible for your own happiness. And all you codependents out there, I know who you are, you're not responsible for anybody else's happiness. You're not. But you are responsible for your own thoughts and your own beliefs and your own actions. And that's powerful. That's something you can change and shift. So my suggestion is if you know that you're the kind of person that needs to be vindicated for your beliefs because you have to be right about your opinion, just ask yourself, would I rather be right or happy? If you had to choose, right or happy. Now, some people have told me before, I'd rather, well, what makes me happy is being right. <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's nice, Dr. but that's not the point. Dr. Wayne Dyer always says, right or kind. Right or kind. Yeah. So hold your shape. That's perfect. Hold your shape. Hold your integrity. Hold the integrity of steel. Hold your shape. Just be mindful if you're in a vein. And what I mean by that is, you know how mosquitoes get inside a vein? And they suck it out. They suck the blood and they can't get out. It's like their stinger gets sucked in there and they just cannot get out of the vein no matter what. It gets so intense. So a lot of times people get into a conversation and they're in a vein. They can't get out. They stay stuck in there until they, you know, until they get full and blow up. Because remember, what you focus on expands at your reticular activator in your brain. And you heard me say this before. This is what really happens. The more you focus on it, the more you see it and the more you feel it. It's an actual part of your brain. Like I said before, just like you're buying a car, you're focusing on that car. You're looking at it. You're going through the uh, test driving it. You're looking online. And then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere where you never saw it before. That's your reticular activator working. So that works in everything. It's not just a woo-woo concept. So pull out if you're in a vein. Because you're not going to convince anybody otherwise if you're inside a vein. That's when you become righteous. And righteous is a justification for a point of view that no longer works for you. A justification for a point of view that no longer works for you. That's another distinction, okay? So you might want to be right, and but you're going down with the ship. You're justifying it so much. It's really not working. But you become dead right as you're going down with the ship. So be mindful of really wanting to be right about everything. It doesn't mean... That if the other person's right or wrong and you're right or wrong, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have to, to mean that you're not right or wrong. Just play with that dynamic. I'm asking this to just play with this dynamic with people in your life and see if it feels different for you. If you play it with um, taking responsibility and just observing and not reacting, responding. 
And the other thing that happens that people, I find with this whole part about trying to be unified and not having, and how do I find a difference of opinion? A lot of people will have willful ignorance. You know what that is? Yeah. They don't want to be confronted with what they don't want to know. They don't want to be confronted with it. So just ask yourself, are you that person? Or do you know somebody? What, what that is that first? Well, what? What does willful ignorance look so like? What I mean by willful ignorance is you don't know what you don't know, or you know what you don't know, but you might know there might be something for you to know. Therefore, I don't want to know it. Because if I know it, that means I'm wrong. I'm willfully because I'm willfully ignorant. I'm see me. No, 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 not gonna hear it. See no evil. Not gonna look at it because that could mean that I'm wrong. Oh, I gotta tell you, today I had to go to the clinic because I'm sick and I they said, What well, do you want? COVID, a COVID test and a flu test. And I said, Yes. So I said, Of course. And he said, Oh, you have to ask me. And yes, we have to ask, well, do people say no? Yes, people say no most of the time. You mean there's people walking around out there? You can't even help them because you can't treat COVID or the flu if they don't want the test? That's right. Oh, my God, they'd rather be ignorant. That's a great example, isn't it? Well, it's just, I don't want to know. Yeah, that could be an yeah. example of willful ignorance. Absolutely. Yeah. I just don't want to know. Yeah. And I don't want to be confronted with it because that means I have to look at it and I don't want to be wrong. And I think the reason perhaps that people, some people may play that way is because they might feel unsafe. They feel unsafe with that knowing that something's, that they're not, something's wrong. They feel unsafe around growing and not wanting to be wrong about who they are and what they believe. And it's fueled by fear. It could be that. It's not always that, but it could be being fueled by fear. The vibration of love is it, man. Love and fear, those are the opposites, right? You're either in love or you're in fear. So you either love yourself or you're in fear. That puts you in that reptilian brain. When you're in fear, you freeze, you fly, right? Flight fight or freeze when you're in the reptilian so one of the ways you can get out of that fear or the reptilian brain is i've maybe told you guys before it's called pension shift it's a tool and i'm going to go to our meditation here in a minute but pension shift you pinch yourself right here in your uh, in between your thumb and your finger and it hurts it's painful if you pinch yourself and what that does, it's a pattern interrupt. It stops your thought process. It brings you right to your prefrontal cortex. So if you're afraid, if you're fighting or running or frozen, that's a great way to get yourself out of there, to get you out of the out of that um, vein, basically. So you don't have to stay there in that reaction. So what you say is... Um, you pinch and shift and you say, I choose. And you can say, I choose to feel better. I choose to focus on this, something that serves me. I choose to pull out of this conversation. Meaning, 
whatever you're saying to somebody or whatever they're saying to you, just pinch yourself if you're in a vein and say, I choose to feel happy. I choose to refocus. I choose to pray for the highest good for all concerned. I think about the highest good for all concerned. So it's a pattern interrupt. So you can use that pinch and shift and it accesses that prefrontal cortex because you're in pain because it hurts. And then you actually can stop that thought. You stop the reptilian brain that way and choose something different. I'm gonna refocus. You have control over your thoughts, I promise. You can choose to refocus, even though it's hard sometimes. But you can control your beliefs. You can control your actions. And that way you can fly. You can fly with a vibration of uniting. Or you can, you just have a choice. You can stay in stuck and divisiveness and pain and fear. Or not. The choice is yours. So let's do a little meditation, shall we? Okay. So I normally don't do meditations in these things, but I feel like this is a good one just to do in the, the, the concept of this. And of course, it's recorded so that you can download it and have it. The concept of this is a meditation where you can do any time where you are feeling uh, full and um, not sure you're perturbated. Like I said before, where you're just shaking, you're not sure how to get out of it and how to dump. You want to dump all the fear and dump all the upset and dump all of the angst and the anxiety and how to talk to people and anything that's like clogging up your flow okay and then you bring in what you want so you have to dump out what you don't want first and then you're going to bring in what you do want into your space into your energy into your ability to allow this um, peace and grace and love to flow through you so that it can get you out of that pretty quickly, okay? So you can use this anytime for that. And what I'm gonna do is share my screen. It's recorded with music even. So if you, you can keep your screen on, it's up to you if you want. Um, and I'll come back and we'll give you more tools and we'll talk about it, okay? Any questions before I go? Before I start it, okay. So hopefully you can see it. So first of all, get into a comfortable position. Please do not be driving and just take a deep breath and close your eyes. Take another deep breath and keep your eyes closed. Let your arms relax and let your hands relax and roll your head around very slowly. Roll your shoulders, letting all the tension go out of your shoulders. And then I invite you to Listen to your heart. Focus on your breath. Relax your chest and your back. And let your arms 
rest on your legs or on the chair or wherever you are. Just let them be held and relaxed. Wiggle your fingers. And then take another deep breath. And let go of any thoughts except listening to my voice, relaxing your tummy, letting your tummy just hang out, relaxing your hips and your bottom, sinking into wherever you're sitting or lying down, and relax your legs and your knees. And if you're sitting, let your feet be squarely on the floor, and if you're lying down, keep your legs uncrossed. Take another breath, knowing all is well. Wiggle your toes, let all the tension out of your feet, your calves, and your ankles. And as you're sitting or lying there, listening to my voice, I want you to think of a grounding cord at the base of your spine. Attach that grounding cord to the base of your spine. Imagine it being either a tree trunk or a rope or a tube. But attach that cord to the base of your spine and let it plummet forth all the way into Mother Earth. That grounding cord is keeping you connected to Mother Earth coming back from wherever you've been, centering, feeling the weight Mother Earth coming into Mother Earth going all the way into the center the core of Mother Earth let that grounding cord connect you there feel the density pulling you in Mother Earth is the great recycler she can dissipate anything. You will not hurt Mother Earth. So all of those fears, all of those angst and anxiety, all of the confusion and chaos, all of the worry, just let it dump. Let it dump out of your grounding cord. Just let it flow right out like a big crapper, flushing the fear, flushing all of that through that grounding cord. Let it just dump out. Let it empty out of your body, your physical body, your emotional body, your energetic body, your ethereal body. all of your bodies, all of your awareness, let anything that is not of the light, just let it flow right out 
through your grounding cord and into Mother Earth. Letting it flow, Mother Earth takes it and dissipates all of the anxiety and the fear, the upset, confusion, the unknown. Emptying all of your negative thoughts down the grounding cord and into Mother Earth. And once you have completely emptied any thoughts, feelings, beliefs that you are consciously and subconsciously aware of, let them just dump out. I invite you to pay attention to the bottom of your feet and feel Mother Earth's grounding, cool, healing energy coming up, coming up through your feet, coming up into your calves, into your knees, pulling all of that cool energy, coming up into your legs, up to your hips, and right back out your grounding cord. Take a deep breath. And let that Mother Earth's cool energy grounding force come up through your feet, up through your legs, up through your knees, up through your legs, your hips, and right back out your grounding cord. And let that flow turn on automatic. Coming up and going back out. Coming up and going back out. And each time you bring that energy up and out, you're feeling more here, more connected, The feeling of center, pulling in all those fractured places, pulling in all the parts of you that are worried, pulling it all back. And then let that go on automatic and then I invite you to focus on the top of your head. And imagine, if you will, the top of your head, a golden faucet. And this golden faucet, just go ahead and reach up and turn it on. And out comes a steady stream of white light. Beautiful divine energy, love energy. Let it just flow from that golden faucet universal wisdom, knowing that all is well. Let it flow from the top of your head. Let it trickle down and flow down the back of your neck, 
let it flowing down your spine fill it up fill up your spine with this beautiful white light and then it comes up to your tummy and comes back up your chest up through your neck up through your face and right back out the top of your head and this consistent flow of love and white light gratitude connection the knowing that all is well peace serenity keeps flowing going down your neck down the spine coming back up through your tummy back up through your chest back up through your neck back up through your face and right back out your top of your head filling yourself up feeling more whole and complete let it fill you up let it fill up all the dark spaces let this beautiful energy just fill you up so there's nothing in your space other than white light love safety you are safe all is well you are protected you are surrounded inside and out with beautiful white light only love is here only love surrounds you and as you are totally full of all as well go ahead and reach up and energetically turn that faucet off you are completely full and connected to the divine and then pay attention one last time to the bottom of your feet And for the last time, bring up that cool Mother Earth's energy grounding you up, up, up through your legs and back out your grounding cord one last time. And then, once you are complete, feeling safe and centered and all is well and connected go ahead and cut off your grounding cord and let it fall deep into mother earth as it dissipates and is recycled and take a deep breath 
and then rub your feet on the floor and your hands on your knees. Take another breath. And when you feel like it, you can open your eyes. And we're back. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> so, yes, that is um, something that you could do anytime it's recorded. So you guys can download that. You'll get the recording in your email so that you can play that anytime. And um, it's a really quick and easy, powerful way to just release and allow what it is that you want. Yeah. Hopefully everybody got some good stuff about that. Uh, let's see my question. Okay. What's the difference between reacting versus responding? Okay. Um, yes. And, and I'm at the, I'm at time. So I do have, a few, a few little tools to give you at the end here. I normally don't like to go over time. I'll answer this question and then give you the tools real fast. We went a little longer during the, this and I don't normally, like I said, do meditation, but I felt like it was appropriate. Reacting versus responding is what I was speaking about when you're below the line. When you react, it's something that is in your, your fight, freeze, or flight, your reptilian brain where you're blaming other people or you're shaming yourself or you are uh, justifying. So it's a rea it's a knee jerk reaction where you're not taking a, a second to breathe and take responsibility for your own thoughts, your own beliefs and your own actions so that you can take a moment and respond in a way of that is with empathy, telling your truth with compassion. So responding is taking responsibility for how you feel and having a little empathy and just take a breath before you actually just jump in and re you know react to something. Okay. It's just to take a second to take a breath and be responsible for your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, and not be in reactionary um, something that you may not want to, you know, it's like open mouth and put foot in mouth, you know, does that make sense? That's a very quick down dirty answer there. Hopefully that answered your question, Keisha. So um, really quick, the tools that I just wanted to go over with you uh, with how to have harmonious, how to have to, to bridge your differences and have unity and to be able to speak your truth. Uh, the first one, remember, is just say, uh, what is the highest and good for all concerned? Remember that phrase. I choose to know what the highest and good for all concerned is. Remember to pull out of the vein. If you find yourself in the vein and your veins are getting popped out because you're intense and you're reacting, okay, and you can't get out of it, stop, do the pinch and shift, which, which is right here, the pinch and shift, and choose to say, I choose to be happy. I choose to refocus my attention. I choose, I choose. Okay, whatever that is, I choose to feel safe. I choose to um, 
uh, be happy at this moment. So it changes everything if you do that to pull out of that vein because it's not going to get any better. The other thing you can do that I haven't spoken about is you can see that person or those people as little children. So if you're having a fight or you're having confrontation or you're looking at having a conversation, you're just not sure how to, how can I be harmonious in this space? Look at them all or think about them all as little kids. See them on the playground. See them and imagine them with shrinking them down to when they were innocent. And when you're seeing their innocence, their innocence as little kids, you can also see yourself as innocent. Bringing yourself into that little spot on the playground. Meet them on the playground. So it's a really powerful uh, way to just kind of uh, look at things from a different perspective. Okay, And whether or not you believe they're innocent or believe you're innocent, that doesn't matter. What it's doing is it's refocusing your thought process about these are innocent beings and so are you. The other tool is law of appreciation. Think about one thing about that person that you really can appreciate, even just one thing. Focus on that because that'll raise your vibration. You're going to level up, even if it's a little thing like uh, he brings me coffee in the morning. I appreciate that. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. So whatever it can be, what you're doing is you're refocusing it and you're bringing, you're raising your own consciousness up, your own vibration to that level of appreciation. And remember what you focus on expands. So what you will attract back to you is more appreciation, either from that person or other places because you're attracting it back to you. Either way, you get what you want, which is more appreciation. Sometimes you just have to stop and choose to think and appreciate something about that person. You know, whatever it is, works, and it works every time because it refocuses and it raises your vibration, okay? And really quick, have conscious, the little steps for conscious communication is being present, be present with what they're saying and what you're saying. Be very present. Actively listen. That's number two. Number one's be present. Number two's actively listen. And what I mean by that is, you know, when people are sharing with you, you may not want to, if you're trying to avoid them or if you find yourself cracking a joke or delivering a quip because you want to change the direction or you don't want to talk about it, just notice that there might be a reason why you're doing that. And you're avoiding it. But actively listening is you're having empathy. You're having empathy for that other person. You're putting yourself in their shoes. And you're not projecting your own thoughts. Or your own rehearsing about what it's supposed to be. What you're about to say next. Or judging them. Or, or checking out somewhere and you're not really listening. That's not actively listening. Okay? That's the second way to have conscious communication. Be present. Actively listen. The third one is forget about being right. One of the biggest blocks to better conscious communication is the need to be right. Maybe you were never allowed to be right as a child. Or maybe you felt like your opinion wasn't considered. So a lot of that can come from your past. And you're trying to change people's minds to make yourself feel like you're winning. 
or that you're right. So if you find yourself unable to hear suggestions from other people or admit mistakes while attempting to communicate with others, it might be time to let go of the need to be right. And to understand that mutual understanding and empathy and compassion are far more satisfying <laughs> and the only way that you can really, really be happy and create harmony if you don't try to convince. It doesn't have to be duality. It can be toward unity. And the fourth one is tell your truth with compassion. And one of my best phrases this is the last one. How to tell your truth with compassion is you start every conversation with, for me, the truth is. If you start every conversation with, for me, the truth is, you're setting the tone for you to have an authentic communication about your truth because they can't disagree with you that that's not your truth. They can agree, they cannot agree with what you're saying, but they can't agree, they cannot say that's not your truth. So you're giving them a way to listen to you and for you to listen to them. And so they can speak their truth without basically projecting that you're wrong or they're wrong. Does that make sense? So I'm going to finish saying, just let us, my last little ditty, sorry it's going so long. Let us fly and reach new heights of wonder and awe together. So it only takes one small action. And I really challenge us to keep, keep the peace that can result from that. And that we could attract, even if we can attract that peace, even with the most polarized hearts around us, if we could just utilize these tools, then I think we can have unity <laughs> more so. So that's it for me tonight. But uh, next month is December 20th is our next one. Well, it's always the third Wednesday. And we're going to be speaking around conscious leadership. You will be getting this recording. So you can go back and listen to it and take notes. Please go to essenceofbeing.com slash CLA, which stands for Conscious Leadership Academy. E essenceofbeing.com slash CLA stands for Conscious Leadership Academy. It's our membership that we're launching again in January. Check it out so we can have conscious awareness, conscious leaders all around the world and join our global platform. And I'm just thrilled that you could be with me tonight. Thank you so much, all of you. I just I love seeing to, your faces. I just wanted to say I signed up already. I know you did. Yes. Sign up, everybody. Birch, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Very quick. Sure, um, sure. Can I take these notes that I took tonight, which are five pages, and concise them in a positive way? I'm sorry, I've got bronchitis. And send them to my friend who we just had this whole thing happen. Of um, course. Of are course. you sure that's not like in your face too much? Well, well, I would say it in a, this is what I learned tonight. That's great. From the class I went to with Bird, and it meant a lot to me. So I thought I'd share it with you. Bam. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. That's okay. a perfect way to approach it. If you say okay. it just like that, that's perfect. Yep. Not, you're yep. not trying to put it in their face and say, but no. yeah, that's no, that's a perfect way to say it. Good job. Okay. Okay. Yes. yes thank you. You're welcome. And I thank you hey, all. Hey, Birch. I'll see you in December or before. Yes. 
sorry i know poor thing she's trying to like bye um hey a question um i know that you guys just had mastery and they said it's the last one is it like your last last of the last 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 one is there a chance i'll ever get to go to mastery just sit in the line timing wise for me right now last one that i it's the last one that i am producing yes now if someone else wants to produce it i'll show up what about like in the future, hopefully near future when I'm like really rich and I can just like be like, Birch, I'm paying you like a bajillion dollars to hold mastery. Will you do it? <laughs> you know me, I'm always pushing the limits. I need to know the rules so I could break them, Birch. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk, honey. No, we're not. I'm not. We're not done playing together. Let's put it that way. Okay, Absolutely. good. I just need to know that. No, Thank you. Yeah, we're not done playing. I love you lots. Love you all. Thank you. You're so going to have to share us what you're doing. Burge, I want you to send me everything, all the, your new adventures. Well, if you go to essenceofbeing.com, we'll have everything listed for the schedule next year, but we are doing a cruise, a high vibes on the high seas in October. Um, so that's an exciting thing, but we're launching our Conscious Leadership Academy membership again in January. So go to essenceofbeing.com slash CLA, and that'll okay. give you all the details about um, uh what we're about to launch again it's pretty in, it's pretty incredible and, and you'll oh, be able to have a membership with us and be with us every week and every month and every quarter yeah. live events online things all yeah. kinds of stuff yeah and, and by be- october if if uh, it sounds interesting to you i might be able to incorporate um i am jack canfield's new trainer that's great that's great and so i'm i'm getting certified for train the trainer with him Uh and i'll be doing his trainings and a lot of this you know he's a big nlp guy so a lot of this is right up your alley so we'll have to talk definitely because we are putting people in our academy for um uh faculty so that they can Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i would want Yes, definitely. Yeah. Check it out. Go check it out. It's sc.com slash CLA. And we'll okay. talk. Okay, good. Okay. Thanks. All Love right. you. Bye-bye. Love you. Take care, Thank everybody. You, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You. Thank you, Burge. Thank you, Bob. So oh, thank you, Courtney and Ann and Keisha and 954. Don't know who you are. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here. All right. We'll see you next time. Isha, there's nobody blessings, else. Blessings. It's weird. <laughs>